0: Welcome to the Swine Health Black Belt Podcast, the latest swine health research digested for you. We want to thank the innovative companies and products whose support and trust make this podcast possible. Elbiotics, the postbiotic pioneer that helps maintain a healthy gut in pigs. Healthy Climate Monitor, we give you insight and you get control. Find us at healthyclimatemonitor.com. Boringer Ingelheim. Through innovative solutions, cutting-edge research, and world-class experts, Boringer Ingelheim helps producers operate with complete confidence. Learn more at bi-animalhealth.com.
1: Welcome to the Swine Health Black Belt Podcast, the latest swine health research digested for you. My name is Dr. Clayton Johnson. I'm the host of the podcast. And joining me for this week's episode is Dr. Gabby Martinez. Dr. Martinez is a swine nutritionist with CSA Animal Nutrition. Dr. Martinez, welcome to the podcast. Um, We had a chance to get to know each other here before we kicked off the podcast, but for... Folks that maybe haven't had the pleasure of meeting you, Gabby, why don't you give the audience a little introduction about
2: yourself? Sure. Nice. Nice to meet you and glad to be here. So, yeah, I like you said, I am Gabby Martinez. I am originally from Honduras. I did my bachelor's degree in Zamorano and then I did my master's and Ph.D. at North Carolina State University, working with Dr. Eric Van Houten. And about a year ago, I joined CSA, where I'm being trained as a swine nutritionist. Uh, we work directly with customers. We help them design their nutrition program, and we help them to uh, troubleshoot whenever they need they need us. <music>
0: L Biotics, the pioneer postbiotic for digestive health in pigs. Brought to you by Adair Biome. With over a century of experience in postbiotics for digestive health, L Biotics contains heat treated lactobacillus cell bodies and their metabolites. Stable by nature, L can be easily stored and incorporated in compound feed.
1: Well, what a time to graduate and become a swine nutritionist. Um, we certainly have had some um, opportunistic times, if you want to look at it that way, when it comes to feed cost. Um, you certainly fill a very important role in the industry right now with, with ingredient prices and overall diet costs, being where they've been in the last 18 months. So uh, Gabby, I know you have a lot of expertise in the area of feeding fiber, why don't you talk to us about what you hear from the field? What are the pain points related with producers' feeding strategies, um, specifically as it relates to fiber feeding in sows?
2: Yeah, sure. So um, as we probably all know by now, fiber is has become like a standard feeding strategy to apply in sows during gestation because of the benefits of, um, you know, keeping keeping the sows calmer, Um uh, especially when you are controlling their feed intake and you're controlling their weight gain and to avoid firing problems of parturition and such. Um, when I did my PhD thesis, I had the opportunity to do some work with uh, sugar beet pulp and soy holes in sows, uh, kind of like comparing both roles for those type of fibers. Because as you know, soy holes tends to be more like an insoluble fiber source and sugar beet pulp is... A very good soluble fiber source, and we did found very good results with sugar beet pulp. But unfortunately, that source is not um, cannot be applied here in the US due to cost management. It would be very expensive for producers to to apply that. So, what many of our customers uh, usually do is. They use soy holes, depending on the availability that they have of that source. Um, they use DDGs, they use wheat, uh, or a combination a little bit uh, between DDGs and soy holes. Uh, and that's kind of like what we're seeing here in the U.S. yet. Um, and they carry it out all through gestation. And when they can, they, they provide fiber until the day of farrowing, and then they transition to a lactation feed uh, Some farms, they cannot do that. They can only do it until they transfer the sow to the lactation barn. So um, I guess that um, that would be my my input on on that question.
1: Do producers um, on sow farms, I should say nutritionists and producers on sow farms, do they focus on fiber feeding more with the gestation diets or more with the lactation diets or both are pretty equally important?
2: Well, you know, we do concentrate in providing fiber during gestation, yes. Um, Some of the producers, they like to keep a little bit of that byproduct in lactation just for the sow to keep um, acclimated, per se, uh, to using that that byproduct. But we don't put a lot. We don't go over, what do you like, 70 pounds in the diets, not more, because we don't want to to dilute the energy in the diet during lactation. That's when we want the sow to eat all that you can. So, but yeah, some of producers they do have uh, a little bit of fiber on their on their diets. They think they it helps the sow with constipation. Um, so, uh, we we do practice that with some customers, not with others.
1: You mentioned, um, you know, soluble versus insoluble um, fiber. And um, as I understand it, the pig does have a little bit of ability through high gut fermentation to actually get some energy out of out of fiber. You know, so we think of it as uh, as not necessarily an energy source. But as I understand it, for the pig, it can be a limited energy source. In our current situation with very high cost energy sources, namely high cost corn, um, do, do nutritionists ever look at adjusting the fiber amount um, and see some energy value in there that, um, at least from a dollars and cents perspective, makes sense to adjust? So maybe feeding more fiber simply because that is the cheapest source of additional energy we can find right now. Yeah,
2: so far, uh, I don't. I'm not familiar if there's any work related to the cost of energetic value of fiber, Uh, but I mean, we definitely, uh, it's something that we consider when we implement fiber in in the diets.
1: How about um, fiber feeding strategies as it relates to sow mortality? Um, certainly, sow mortality is an area of big concern for pig producers today. Are there things they can do to make their sow mortality uh, better or worse, specifically as it relates to fiber feeding practices in the sow farm?
2: Uh, well, yeah, fiber is one of the options that you could explore to try and, and reduce your sow mortality. Um, usually when people think about fiber, they relate it to stillborn uh Uh, You know, because it helps to accelerate the firing process. If it doesn't, then the sow gets retained and that gets tied up a little bit with sow mortality. So um, definitely keeping a high concentration of fiber uh, during gestation, especially if you if you are able to do it during the transition period. That's something that could help. Uh, There was a a meta-analysis from Dr. Pedro Uriola uh, that I don't think it was published, but his lab determined that uh, sows to get a normal or optimal consumption of fiber was about 500 grams per day. But after that, you would start losing the benefit of the fiber as a strategy. So I would say that to keep fiber at a 500 grams per day supplementation, that's something that could definitely help uh, to reduce sow mortality if, if you take into account uh, the stillborn risk of the sow. But that, that topic involves a lot of other things that uh, it's not just related to fiber. It could be also farm management. It can be other other nutrition uh, options that we're not aware of yet.
1: How about um, special considerations, Gabby, for a producer that feeds pelleted diets to their sows? Um, Does the pelleting process, you know, the conditioner, the temperatures, the, the pressure, does that change the solubility of the fiber at all? Or does that change how you would formulate a diet in terms of what fiber you'd use or how much fiber you'd use just simply based on whether it's pelleted or not pelleted?
2: You would have to take in consideration the characteristic of the fiber itself. So, for example, wheat can be used uh, as a as a source to to get more pelleting. I mean, a better pellet quality. Uh, soy holes tends to be a little bit uh, fluffier too. So from a pelleting standpoint, you would have to take into consideration those characteristic um, profiles of the fiber in order for you to use it as a as a pelleted form but most most out of the producers they use mash diets um, per se uh, versus pelleted but yeah i know that there are a couple of ones that prefer pellet
0: we want to thank the innovative companies and products whose support and trust make this podcast possible elonco get your full value from start to finish with elonco united animal health Scientifically better. Learn more at unitedamh.com. Essential Ag Solutions, bringing innovative science-based solutions to livestock producers. Salmonella presents significant challenges to pig health and performance, and poses food safety risks to humans. As the first and only vaccine offering live attenuated strains of both Salmonella choleraesuis and Typhimurium, Enterosal Salmonella TC from Boringer Ingelheim protects pigs against both serotypes with a single oral dose. Talk to your Boring or Engelheim representative to learn more.
1: Well, you know, in today's um, high cost um, uh, situation, and not just high cost for the, the feed cost, right? It's high cost for your labor, high cost for your utilities, high cost for your insurance, if you can get it. Um, you know, the, I think the sow producer needs to be cost conscious today Um, and take a look at all sorts of different strategies that maybe are different than what we did did previously, but may have a value proposition given the economics of today's industry. Gabby, it's a very important topic, and I really appreciate you coming on and sharing your information with us.
2: Yeah, thank you. Glad to be here, and thanks for the invitation.
1: Yeah, thanks for coming on the show, and to our audience, thank you for listening to the Swine Health Black Belt Podcast. Please visit the website at swinehealthblackbelt.com. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so that you catch every episode. For Dr. Gabby Martinez, I'm Dr. Clayton Johnson. Thanks and have a great rest of your day. Hey, everybody. We're always searching for the latest and greatest research to share each week. If you have a swine health-related research trial and would like to come on the show and talk about it, share it with us, please feel free to email the research to hello at wisenetics.com. That's H-E-L-L-O at W-I-S-E-N-E-T-I-X dot com.